0: Alright, welcome back everyone. My name's Alaida.
1: And I'm Miranda.
0: And together we make up the side. Kicks, 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 kicks. <laughs> and we're back with another installment po- of our Flashpoint Endeavor. It's, welcome so long. Back. it's never ending. We're gonna die reading this book. It, it's so fucking long for it to be a speedster. <laughs> The irony (laughs) that this is like reading, this is like washing paint dry, and it is literally supposed to be like a fast thing because it's The Flash.
1: Oh, yeah, it
0: is. It just... uh. And yet here we are. Yes. Still reading.
1: We, we We are still reading. I believe it's week seven, probably eight. I don't remember. Okay, so we have, I think, like two more weeks of Flashpoint after this. Yes. So whatever week it is. Um, star star log star date. It is. We are. We are. I will say we are starting to ramp up. Yes. You know we are getting to closer and closer to the climax. Okay. (laughs) I believe narrative structure. Narrative structure. Right. Uh Like. We're starting to, it's like the story is starting to speed up, like the micro stories, the tie-ins, they're starting to speed up and they're starting to, if you notice, they're all starting to end, leading to the same point. Yes. You know, we read, we read bits and pieces of four different like tie-ins and every single one pretty much ends with, well, time to face the
0: Amazons. (laughs) That is true. That did happen. Before we get too into it, we get lost in our in our thoughts. Uh what did we read this week? This week we read, let me pull this it up.
1: Week we read Frankenstein and the Creatures one, two, and three. We read The Outsider number three. We read The World of Flashpoint one and two, and we read Hal Jordan number three.
0: Yes. Also, Miranda, can you do a quick wrap-up as to like where we're at in things? Or was it confusing? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes, I can. All right. So we are all three of these stories are very firmly grounded in the present. I would say Um the, they, if you, if you have not been paying attention, if this is the first time tuning in, hi, welcome. This is a series. Nothing's going to make sense, but it's fine because it doesn't make sense. Even if you did listen to the entire series, I, I can say that definitively I've been reading it. <laughs> um, <Thanks. laughs> but Barry Allen Uh, something has happened that has basically altered the timeline in such a way that the world is nearly unrecognizable. The only like the only two people that know what's up is Barry Allen and Professor Zoom, a.k.a. Eba Dwayne, a.k.a. The Reverse Flash, a.k.a. the just the most annoying guy at work. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So uh, Barry has woken up into a world of flashpoint which if you don't know is kind of like it's not a separate universe like it's not part of the multiverse it is a alternate timeline so it's like the dark timeline everyone should be wearing goatees somebody probably has an eye patch it's but it's it, it, but they don't do that because it's not fun enough um, yeah. everyone is the worst version of themselves the world is on fire um about a year prior to the start of the event within the comic timeline um, Diana of the Amazons and Arthur of the Atlanteans are were going to get married, but instead, war broke out because they're both shitheads. And then it became. And then, did they fight their war on their own turf? No, they made it everybody else's problem. Currently, Europe is half sunk by the Atlanteans, and the other half is pretty much occupied by the Amazons, who are just slaughtering people over in America um because of comic book bullshit um
0: (laughs) (laughs) because of reasons (laughs)
1: because of comic book bullshit clark's like spaceship as a baby destroys metropolis and he gets taken custody taken custody by the u.s government um barry Uh, for again, over in Gotham. Bruce is dead. He died as like a baby. I mean, not like a baby. He was an eight-year-old, but still little chubby cheeked Bruce Wayne got shot to death. And so Thomas Wayne is Batman. He's the worst, but Barry, because he's, you know, he was on the Justice League. He's got friends. He's immediately like, "I, I know that this world is shitty, but if I get in contact with all my friends, we can figure this out never mind that two of my friends are co- actively committing genocide oh yeah
0: that's okay we can overlook genocide yes <laughs> it's not an yes. issue
1: <laughs> but i draw the line
0: in animal cruelty right yeah uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good reference <laughs> yeah. if you know you know if you don't go watch community <laughs>
1: oh i i've been having dreams of like comic book characters in community for some reason that's so funny (laughs) who's in the study group it changes it changes but i think it's mostly like the teen titans
0: oh that makes makes a lot of sense they do kind (laughs) of all match those well that's not true but that does make sense. They're all kind of quirky.
1: Yeah, it's this quirky, eclectic group of people forced together by circumstance.
0: Yes. are in community college. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, but anyway, Barry's immediately like, okay, first things first, I got to make contact with Batman. If anybody knows how to fix anything in the world, it's Batman. Only surprise, it's Thomas Wayne, the bane of my existence.
0: It's glowing eye Batman. <laughs> red eye guys
1: he's got so you know elated you know he's evil
0: so you know he's evil that's the only reason he has red glowing eyes
1: i i will say that like uh when jason todd
0: wore the batman
1: suit he had glowing red eyes <laughs> because he's extra
0: okay <laughs> he is extra and we see him in this we do
1: we do see him no i'm not angry about his portrayal but you know that's not we'll get, it was we'll get random
0: there. yeah it was Go very ahead. random <laughs> it was so, i was so angry at that oh, book oh 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 is that the 13 one yeah yeah those are weird we will get there let's we'll table it we'll get there okay okay. we'll revisit our rage
1: (laughs) (laughs) we'll get there yeah so anyway barry goes to make contact with flashpoint batman he dangles the carrot of like there's a universe where your kid didn't bleed out in an alley and so he's
0: immediately on board enough said yeah that's literally what happens y'all don't believe us you can go listen to that episode have fun um
1: i don't remember which episode was it episode six
0: episode seven who knows start from the beginning you know we talk about it
1: it gets sound music start from the very beginning it's a very good place to start when you learn to read it's a b c with flashpoint you start with episode three no that's
0: really good i'm keeping it
1: <laughs> yeah. So but yes, yeah, so he makes contact with Batman and is immediately like, no, you know what we need in order to to right the world's wrongs? We need a justice league immediately. So they collect cyborg, they go, they break into because um the US government has been trying to create their own super soldier. That's like Project Superman, which is where Clark has been kept underground his entire life, which is very sad. So they break into the government facility and they free Clark and in and he just bails immediately because he has no reason not to, honestly.
0: Yeah. like What the fuck? It's, I'd leave too. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't have, hold it against him. Yeah. You just got liberated. Like, yeah, I'm going to go work for you. So, but that is the point
1: in which, uh, Frankenstein and the creatures really starts. So, um. In the wake of them destroying, like, this top-secret metropolis government facility, they accidentally release uh, Frankenstein and the Creature Commandos.
0: Is that what happened? Okay, because I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Why are they in this? I... It's... (laughs) They are lovable. Uh, I don't dislike the characterizations of them. Except the bride. But... (laughs) I was like, why am I reading it? (laughs) I... But the
1: bride was... Okay, so...
0: uh, go ahead, you first.
1: <laughs> so I don't know what era of DC this was because I never read them outright. I want to say like they were in like Justice League Dark or something, but there was a period, it might have been Flashpoint, it might have been Rebirth, it might have been this time, it might have been like the time period just before Flashpoint. I do not, I genuinely do not remember what it was, but there was a point in time where like they were on a super team together and part of the drama is they were like actively getting divorced. like speechless (laughs) yeah like so frankenstein and they they were actively getting divorced and the bride was like starting to date other people okay and they were also on the same team
0: this is really campy and that does sound like a good time i'm not gonna lie is it off the wall yes (laughs) do i prefer it to to flashpoint immediately also yes (laughs) give me the slice of life of drama and divorce and monsters i'm here for it I can't. I can't i can't be mad at that
1: yes all right so we've got frankenstein the creature commandos one two and three it was written by jeff lemire the art was by ibram uh roberson and alex uh massacre Masaka? Masaksi? i did not write that in a nice way but i wrote you. it in a way where the
0: letters kind of start to trail off and i can't read the back the back of it it's like half cursive it doesn't say it on the front cover so but maybe it says it on the i think details. it was on like issue two few details
1: so and then issue three the pencils were done by andy smith and inks were done by keith champagne colorist for all three was pete uh pentazi uh letterer was pat brosor and travis lamb travis lamb is from uh our wonder
0: woman co- our wonder woman episodes oh nice nice to see them again yeah. So the pencilers and ink or the artists for uh episode two or number two is Alex Masas Masasi. Masa- it's like it looks a tally. Oh Alex Masasi. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. It's two C's and an I at the end. So I don't I don't know how to pronounce that. Masasi Masaki. Masasi. Um Alex. Sorry, Alex.
1: <laughs> he was on it. Yes. Congratulations. Uh- Assistant Editor, Kate Stewart. And the editor was Joey
0: Chevalieri. Awesome. Thank you.
1: The entire first issue is just backstory of the of Frankenstein the Creature Commandos fighting Nazis.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> the mess that my brain was in when I first started reading this. Uh, to give you all a understanding, I've had like a really packed uh, summer with work. So I was reading this on the way to Universal Studios (gasps) (laughs) well on a bus on the bus like as a chaperone to kids and I was really tired so I was like I was reading it and I think I got like halfway through and I was like okay like I'm gonna go to sleep and then I didn't touch it and I was like Miranda I can't record it it's not gonna happen she was like very nice about it I was like okay (laughs) and so I started rereading it I mean Uh, I had
1: to be nice about it because I can't record next week (laughs) oh perfect oh great I can't record next (laughs) week
0: The stars are aligning. Synchronicity. <laughs> Look at that. Look, y'all, if you want to have your own podcast, great. But be graceful with your co-hosts because we're people. Be flexible, be
1: kind, especially to yourself.
0: Yes. So uh, anyway, so I was like in this like days of a dreamscape as I was reading this the first time. And then like finally I had like a moment. It was like a couple of days later. I was like, let me start reading this. I started reading it and I started like halfway through and I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> it's like a michael bay movie like it just starts at 100 and i was like what the fuck who's fighting who what's going on oh my god uh yeah so that was the first issue
1: yep that that is the first issue it's them fighting nazis you find out that um frankenstein pre-exists so in the world of dc frankenstein pre-exists uh his his life mission apparently is to fight evil right he gets discovered by, like, a, com- of what, a captain, a commander? I don't, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Shreve, right? Fighting in World War II in, like, the Alps, yeah. right? They join forces, and then they both connect with a scientist who works for the government, who has, who has experimented on people to create a series of movie monsters to be their own specialized unit.
0: <laughs> that was so out of this world and look i'm not gonna lie this level of off the wall it hits a it hits a spot for me i'm just like okay so we're just rewriting history in this comic that's fine they do they do straight up rewrite history they
1: kill hitler
0: yes shout out to them yes. but
1: <laughs> they're the real ones
0: they are but out of all the series it's cyborg and these fools <laughs> the ones that do everyone else is shitty um but I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, except they have to tie it in to Flashpoint, and that's yeah. where it gets really weak, where the writing starts to, like, waver.
1: I would have read a whole bunch of, like, series set in 1945 yes. of just the creature commandos, like, rocking in, kicking Nazi ass, taking names. <laughs> like that would have I, been... Uh... It is my duty as an American to take pleasure
0: whenever anyone fights Nazis. Exactly, yeah, like... Come on. <laughs> come on. It would have been so good. A like 10 issue series on this. Hell yeah. Rock on. I'd fuck with that. Yeah, <laughs> And they're just time travel. So they go through and kill like all dictators.
1: Oh my gosh. They come back. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Let's rewrite it real fast. Real fast. They wake yes. up 2023. Yes. Like, God damn it. The Nazis are back.
0: The fascists. Everyone's back. This is crazy. You guys suck. <laughs> We're back in action. I would watch the fuck out of that. Well, watch and read. I
1: would, whatever <laughs> media they choose to present it in, I think it'd be a great movie, though.
0: Yes. Oh, so good. Uh, instead, we have this. So, <laughs> so they they also introduced this, like, side, it's not a cyborg, but he's like a machine, a robot.
1: Yeah, he's a robot. He's so a, they, they introduce yeah. a robot that has been, um, so- anyway creature commandos there is a wolf man there is a vampire
0: It's fucked by the way <laughs> yes they really went with horror for their vampire <laughs> not clever. i respect it
1: yeah yeah so and then there is a creature from like the
0: lagoon the black lagoon Yes. yes. but she has tits so we know it's a girl
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's very shape of water Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So those three have been engineered to, in like, experimented on in order to help in the war effort. Um, this call they help end the war by killing Hitler. Literally, we see it
0: happen. Amazing gold star. Wanna framed? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me screenshot this so I can actually put that on the Instagram. Oh, Sorry.
1: yes. <laughs> so, so, do you want to hear a non sequitur really fast? Absolutely. So back uh in the '40s, I think it was Jack Kirby. Um, Jack Kirby made Captain America. Captain America, of course, was one of the few superheroes who was shown to actively, like, fight the Nazis, and that's in part because of, like, the isolationism of, like, America. You know, we took a long time to get into the war, and then even when we were within the war, um, comic books didn't want to show superheroes fighting in the war effort because they didn't want to, like, on one hand, they didn't want to mean actual soldiers who were losing their lives, Right. And then there is also kind of this like play it safe, because in uh, in America, even when we were actively like fighting in the war effort, there was a strong contingent of people who were like, you know, they're not all bad. Oh, there always is. So Jack Kirby um, shows Captain like Captain America literally punching Hitler in the face. Right. Yes. And then a bunch of American Nazis show up at his office and radio up to him and like call up to him and are basically like, yeah, we're going to jump you like unless you take it back. And I think it was Jack Kirby. But the thing you need to know about Jack Kirby, he grew up in a New York street gang. So oh, he goes down with like his cuffs rolled up, ready to punch some Nazis.
0: I love it. A hero. <laughs> yes. That's the best story to come out of comics. That's amazing. Ah, uh. So yeah, Frankenstein and him would have been homies because Frankenstein murderizes, uh, what's his face? Hitler. <laughs> I, I love you so much for that.
1: <laughs> I want that on my wall. What's his face?
0: Hitler.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. It's amazing. No notes. But anyway, the war is now over. And so the creature commandos expect that they're going to be, like, put back to normal. But instead, they have been betrayed by their government, just like Jason Bourne, and have been put into – in our been put into stasis and that is where Jake the robot gets introduced who he was created oh, specifically yeah. to counter Frankenstein his fucking name is
0: Jake oh. <laughs> it stands for some the but joint action killing engine I do feel like this team was like their, they were like their boss came in like knocked hey you guys we have to be a part of Flashpoint it's coming from the higher ups and this team was like what <laughs> they just okay. said fuck it <laughs> And they're just like, okay, I guess. But, like, they are just like, let's make a joke out of it. (laughs) That's my hope. Because to name this fucking robot Jake took me out. I was like, no, he's not called Jake. Like, from
1: What are you wearing, Jake from State
0: Farm? (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm crying. That was so funny. I just I really want that to be like the true story like I just really like when people are like fucking to their bosses <laughs> just, especially creatives and they yes. make it and it's like whatever I don't know if you saw the the New York pride art that they did for the NYC the cop one yes. yeah and it's like all colors are beautiful but it the acronym is A C A P, and it's on their cars it's on the police car uh yeah so yep so anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh so anyway
1: in the wake of flash and cyborg and batman wreaking havoc on the met- on the metropolis project superman base the creature commandos get taken out of stasis and they're just like what the fuck?" <laughs> so they're on the run from the u.s government who either wants to exterminate them or put, put, put them back into stasis it's kind of unclear you know both motivations are hinted at and they're trying to they're trying to find, like, the scientist who made them so that they can be put back to normal. Yes. Right? So, like, that's the, that's the overarching story of the three issues. Um, they decide to go to um, Nina. So mm-hmm. Nina is the creature from the Black Lagoon. So her dad was the scientist. And so they basically decide to go to her childhood home to just kind of start, look for clues.
0: Yes. Yes. That's exactly. But, of course, it's a comic book, so they have to have go. Like a hunter. And so they have this monster hunter that's on their tail, too.
1: Yeah. Um, Shree. This woman named Shreve, who is the descendant of the of, of Lieutenant Shreve, who was like their human liaison. Yeah. During the war. I love it,
0: dude. It's she so ridiculous. Like full
1: on. She looks like Elsa Bloodstone.
0: She wait, who's Elsa Bloodstone?
1: From the, um
0: the Monster Hunter? Yeah, from marvel Yes, yes she does uh she also looks a lot like the bad lady from atlantis oh <gasps> helga yeah uh, except she just doesn't have a mold she has a uh, not mold a mole she has scar. a scar <laughs> but she looks just like her just comic book she does <laughs> well blonde lady in a ponytail so right? you gotta watch out she means business
1: yep so she is basically she's like their monster she's the government's pet uh monster hunter (laughs) and her tragic backstory is that her father um created a second group of creature commandos to find the first group of creature commandos and the second group of creature commandos betrayed him
0: did you hear that y'all that's so crazy (laughs) it's yeah off the wall it's so good this is my favorite (laughs) i'm just flat out this is my favorite thing we've read so far (laughs) it's it's
1: fun it's genuinely fun yeah i think it's fun too because it's not actually tied into flashpoint very well
0: honestly yeah it's just kind of like yeah these people are here or these like monsters are here and they exist in this uniform in this universe and you know that we have to take account it's like roll call
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and i Again, I have not read the creature commandos in any way, shape or form, but I will say that like this version of them is not awful.
0: No, it's really fun. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like really campy. I think it's just, they knew what they were doing and I'm here for it. (laughs)
1: So they go to the swamps of Gotham because, of course, they do. They The scientist is not there, but they find, like, a clue that he's in Romania because, of course, we have to go to Romania.
0: Why wouldn't it be there?
1: Right. Meanwhile, um, Shreve, Shreve the Monster Hunter
0: and Jake, who is still active... Oh, he got, he's not natty anymore. <laughs> he got fucking roided, dude. He's so big. He's a robot! Like, <laughs> well, he got upgraded, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, there, He's not natty. Like, <laughs> he was never natty, but he was like, uh, iPhone 8, and then, like, he gets reintroduced in, like, he the present. He gets
1: jailbroken.
0: Yes, and then he's, like, the iPhone 12. <laughs> yeah. Super big, very bulky.
1: You're still squeezing him into, like, the 8 case, though
0: yeah because he yeah he's a uh, modular i guess <laughs> you can break him down he's like a lego <laughs> right
1: oh my gosh yes okay and then um i i do feel like it's my duty to talk when we're talking about like what fucks the creators had to give yes um they have general lane being the person doing this right general lane is the one that's
0: hunting them yes
1: in this timeline general lane is in the phantom zone or not the phantom zone the negative zone
0: where's wait what's the negative zone yeah
1: our i think it's the negative i think it's the negative zone it might be the phantom zone i don't remember Uh, whatever basically in super in superman lore um he it's the way that kryptonians dealt with criminals is they basically banished them to like a pocket dimension oh my god and so that's what happened in the second in the at the end of like the second project superman book is um, right patient zero subject zero and general lane both get sent to like the negative zone
0: but he's here now so, <laughs> so okay. it's
1: like this isn't generally this is the other guy because in the very first comic book they make a reference they say the other guy's name
0: i think it's like general park or something they didn't even care enough to go back. honestly same <laughs> i would do the same shit whatever it's the same dude <laughs> they don't matter <laughs> It's just a person <laughs> a general yeah put him in a fucking outfit and make him be bad (laughs) oh Uh, oh yeah
1: (laughs) so so shreve and jake from state farm show up (laughs) yes uh there's a big fight in the midst of the fight the wolfman gets shot with a silver bullet Aw, so sad yeah it is so sad and then it seems like everything is lost because again jake from state farm was made specifically to defeat frankenstein so they're they're losing the fight and then who shows up
0: the
1: bride Uh, that was crazy it was it was she just like shoots shreve in the shoulder just like
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah all that happens uh and then it goes into the third issue
1: Yep. Um, I would like to, I want to pause for a moment because yeah. I recognize, um, so the the new team of Creature Command is the one that like kills uh, Lieutenant Shreve. Yeah. That's like Solomon Grundy and Man Bat. And then I think I know <laughs> the one, like the Irradiated, he's not called the Irradiated Man, but I think I know, I've seen his character other places.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like, this is just more people to add to like the In Memoriam section.
0: Yeah if i knew how to do bracket systems like how people do it for sports this flashpoint like deserves a bracket system like who's gonna make it to the finale
1: (laughs) nobody nobody makes it to the finale exactly because thomas wayne destroys the universe Uh, you're right (laughs)
0: ultimately that would be the gag
1: (laughs) (laughs) so anyway the bride shows up turns out she's been working with another super shadowy uh, agency called shade Oh. They're going to go fight the Amazons. She's here to recruit, like, her husband. Yeah. And he's like, well, I have an injured man. Help us g- get him medical treatment and then I'll go with you. Yeah. So,
0: uh, I will say, the br- I love the bride's belt buckle. I just noticed it. It's like, it looks like a battering.
1: It does! It does. I want a battering belt
0: buckle. I also... Oh. Oh. want an actual battering okay just you know how sick that would be a multifunctional <laughs> yeah you gotta find like <laughs> a metal artist and then they'll make it for you
1: right uh
0: yes her outfit is pretty so that cool. brings us there's like a corset yes. with jeans and a cool belt buckle and a leather jacket
1: she has forearms, so all of her clothes have to be custom made and she has her leather jacket is such a nice fit considering she has like an extra set of like shoulders
0: yes Uh, It took me, like, way too long to realize she had, like, extra arms. But when I did, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Why wouldn't she have that? I have a limiting limiting mindset. (laughs) I should have realized she had four arms. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, whoever her seamstress is, killing it. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. She looks great. So all of them, they go to Romania. Yeah. Right and they discover in the heart like in castle transylvania whatever it is there is a village of monster people because it turns out that the scientist did not did not just create a way to turn people into monster people no he just stole someone else's research what a shock what a shock like he he did the equivalent of like he did the he did like the most white thing in the world which is go to a rural part of like a rural country and learn their like their medicine or their knowledge and then came back and was like i discovered a plant
0: yes i did everything by myself in the span of two years (laughs) that is outrageous (laughs) so this guy goes into the most gothic of gothics and finds this like small community of monsters and in my eyes steals one of them kidnaps
1: yes that is exactly what he does that is literally what he does because it turns out nina was
0: never human to begin with she was always a creature from the lagoon and she had a whole community of creatures from the lagoon that she could have been raised with yep but no but no no no.
1: and it's not even like when this gets revealed it's not like he says your parents asked me to take you or like you were orphaned he doesn't say anything like that he was just like you were so beautiful and i was so lonely so i just took a baby and took her took that baby to america with me
0: i you're the runt so i took you because was like you're the smallest <laughs> one like you had no chance so i stole you yeah what In the most is listen it's the most colonizer. it is
1: it is it's it's this this may the scientist might be the whitest person
0: in this book series honestly yeah he's he's a villain yes absolutely as much as like the creature features folks but creature commando folks mm-hmm. he's crazy that's not okay yeah but because and, uh, oh, oh he's revealed ahead. in a mummy suit i'm sorry To interrupt, I just got to the panel. What it what? No explanations. No explanations. Y'all, everyone's like massacred from the town. It's just like him from what we see. And he is in a mummy suit. It's I laughed. (laughs) He's he's appropriating uh monster culture. He is. What a (laughs) dick. Right. anyway continue sorry (laughs) anyway so
1: because they were talking because they were talking to the bride and telling her where they needed to go in front of jake from state farm um the u.s military beats them there and has in essence massacred this entire community yeah and i would like to point out that like people are not as upset about that as they should be
0: i know i was like disgust is not the word but i was like horrified because this panel that we see when they walk into like the little valley where the the monsters live in Mm -hmm. they're all on the floor like sprayed out And i was like no i forgot this was stupid flashpoint everybody has to be dead ah i was so sad so
1: like this entire town is dead at one point like we see specifically um when we when when they get to the moat and she sees the other creatures from the lagoon like we see specifically children
0: yes
1: right because that's when she makes the connection of like they're like me right? yes yes uh and then they find the scientist the scientist um cures the wolfman because it was always reversible like that was always the carrot at the end of the war yeah right he cures the wolfman so he doesn't die meanwhile frankenstein in the bride and the vampire are all fighting jake 2.0
0: yes this is where he's gotten his like uh, hardware upgrade and he's like massive. He's a mecca at this point, or a yes. mech, <laughs> not a mecca. That's something else. Anyway, they're fighting. We see that the Wolfman is now a human again, and the what I wish we would have gotten more of is like the Wolfman and Nina.
1: Yeah, <laughs> is
0: there a couple? They are very cute.
1: They're they're so cute, and so uh, the story ends with they decide that they're gonna stay behind in what's left of this community again we see no one else alive it is just her dad
0: <laughs> yeah so they're just rebuilding the community yeah with nobody there right
1: so they decide that they're gonna stay around in this secret place and then frankenstein the bride and um shreve shreve the monster hunter are all going to go fight some amazons
0: let's fucking go and Woo! really cool panel of them on horses because of course there's fucking horses yep <laughs> Uh yeah, and that's Frankenstein.
1: I can't. It was a that. good
0: time. I enjoyed it so far. Basically, no notes. Basically, <laughs> the note is to not attach yourself to Flashpoint because that's always whack. Speaking of whack, we move into Hal Hal Jordan, number three of three. Oh, okay. You want to talk about Hal Jordan? Or is that not what was the order after that one? Um, The Outsider. Oh, secondarily whack the outsider let's talk about him Woo!
1: outsider part three the creatives on this one are uh writer ri- writer, ri- writer 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 just- writer batman <laughs> <gasps> there is a scooby-doo <laughs> batman crossover <laughs> okay so the outsider number three it was written by james robinson the artist was javi fernandez Colors were done by The Horries, Letters by Dave Sharp, editor, and the editor was Will Moss. And this was just a tiresome, this was just a tiresome series of pages in which nothing happens.
0: Y'all, I'm going to make a poll and I want, I'm going to do a poll on the the podcast when this gets published. I want, the question is going to be, who is your least favorite? And I'm going to pick The Outsider and another one. And I want y'all to vote because I need to know. Because Outsider to me is the worst. Period. Like, there's no point. None of his comics have meant anything. And I can't argue. It is. There's no point to them so yeah, yeah <laughs> number there's... three let's number talk three. about <laughs> if you if you forgot
1: about the outsider i don't blame you but anyway he's the person in control of the subcontinent
0: of india he is the worst like yeah. he's that's it it's just he's terrible uh, uh, yeah and they needed somebody i'm sorry i don't remember is that the outsider's not specific to flash point right like he was already a character
1: no he wasn't oh so they, okay. Comic history time. Um, um, pre-crisis, the outsider was actually uh, Alfred Pennyworth. So he dies in like the 60s, saving Batman and Robin, and then his body gets irradiated and he comes back to life, but he comes back to life with superpowers and with like no memory of like his previous life and with a burning hatred for Batman and Robin. And so right. he's like briefly an antagonist and then they irradiate him again and he turns back into the lovable butler. Okay. So that's who the outsider is pre-crisis this he looked very similar to this outsider but like his the powers that he had are not what this outsider has
0: okay
1: uh this was created for flashpoint okay um, so if you do not remember um he was just a weird baby that was born in india yeah. that like created a black hole yes and that's, then he that's <laughs> he's like indestructible like that's his entire thing is he's like borderline indestructible and he's basically just spent his whole life um amassing power by fucking over everybody around him
0: mm-hmm. very capitalist and,
1: yep he is capitalism taken capitalism and libertarianism taken to its natural
0: conclusion yeah yes thank you for reminding me we did talk about that when we first were introduced to him but yeah so that again i feel like illustrates how pointless he is as a character like he's just here to be an asshole and i don't even think he really moves the plot forward
1: no 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 he doesn't
0: he just exists
1: yeah so in outsider one and two um there's it is revealed that somebody has like a plot against him and so that's what these three issues are that's what the storyline is is it's him figuring out who is like plotting against him
0: Mm -hmm. and nothing happens yeah and there's no reason for us to care about it outside that it's given to us and i think that's why he's so annoying to me it's like bro like you don't there's no tie-in there's it's not even fun like the frankenstein one was fun at least uh lois lane and the resistance that first one was like pretty interesting there was some some like something to tie it to flashpoint and it helped move like some of the plot this is just here yeah it's
1: i would put it on par with like grad of war in terms of you're just seeing an awful person be awful and succeed
0: yeah and i'm just like not interested in seeing shitty things happen for the Mm -hmm. sake of seeing shitty things happen like i don't that's not what i subscribe to that's not my thing um but yeah so in this in this third one in the in the second one we see that uh manhunter Okay,
1: so what is happens yes. is um, the Mr. and Mrs. Terrific and then a third person attack him in the first issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows that somebody had to free them from prison and set them up to fight him. He thinks that it is his rival, uh, Black Adam. And then like the second issue just establishes his rivalry with Black Adam. And then the third one, it's revealed the Black Adam is dead and has been, has been dead for who knows how long. And it is in actuality, John Johns, aka the Martian Manhunter.
0: Yes, and that's where we start yeah find uh, out um find
1: out that when the scientist so uh martian manhunter the way that he comes to earth is he basically there's a scientist that's working on like a teleporter or something and he just accidentally brings over an alien and then the scientist is like oh fuck and then oh, he has a heart attack and dies <laughs> okay that's actually i feel like that would happen
0: <laughs> like, yeah you just a heart attack yourself after a discovery yeah so,
1: like, the scientist dies, and then John Johns kind of gets stuck here. And then he, um, in the original timeline, he becomes a, de- he's a shapeshifter, so he becomes a detective for whatever reason.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's,
1: John Johns is one of those characters that, like, I've never read anything solo by him, but I am pretty sure I would love him if I did.
0: Yeah. We'll have to add him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, the- in. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going like, to add him to the repertoire. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, in this universe, when the scientist sees him and like ugh, like heels over, um, that scientist was on the payroll of the outsider. Mm-hmm. And so the outsider immediately like takes possession of ja- of John and learns what he can from him and then just sells him to someone else because f- fuck decency. Yeah. So that sets up his like vendetta against the outsider. Right. He gets sold to the Russians. Um, Black Adam also ends up with the Russians, because if you don't remember the last time that like the outsider fought Black Adam, like directly, he killed his wife and then threw him off a train. Yes. In Siberia. Yeah. So Black Adam also gets taken custody by the Russians. Uh, He and John like form an alliance, a truce, if you will. Mm -hmm. They escape. They go back to uh, Black Adam's country. And because of the life that um, that the Martian Manhunter has led, he's basically become hardened. He's basically become like, fuck it about everything. Yeah. And so he betrays Black Adam, murderizes him and then just kind of takes control of. I don't remember. I don't remember how to pronounce the country's name, but he uh-huh. takes control of like this large chunk of the Middle East. Yeah. And he sets off this whole thing in motion because he has this burning hatred for the outsider. Cannot blame him. Same.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I also dislike him.
1: (laughs) He does this whole thing to lure the outsider to like him so that he can, they can fight and he can make the outsider suffer. They fight. It's very brief because it's, it's just, it's just a story about an awful person winning because almost immediately in the fight, um, the outsider uses a teleporter to trap John John's between worlds. Mm-hmm.
0: Cause of course he could do that.
1: Yep. He can do everything.
0: Yeah. Cause he's it's just like a superhero powers of convenience to the story.
1: Yeah. Uh. um, I one thing I do appreciate about this one is um there is a discussion about how like our lives affect us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like uh, Martian Manhunter says like I think I used to be good and I there's probably like and if I'd lived another life I probably still could have been good but I'm not anymore yeah yeah like I I appreciate I appreciate that I think that's like the first time um any of like the Flashpoint writers have directly acknowledged like it's not like why the characters have changed in this way right like I'm not upset with how with the direction they chose to go with John because I think like they they gave us a nod to who he is who he was canonically like before this and they show us reasons why he is not that person now
0: yeah there it's not just uh yeah I agree I think it's one like one the first time we see them like have an acknowledgement of like I'm not proud of the things that I've done but I've been hardened and so these these choices are the ones that I I know to make to keep myself safe or to to have closure even though the closure is murdering
1: yeah but
0: it's like really one of the only times that we have those conversations and yeah that's a good carrot to pull out of it because outside of that the outsider comics have just been like brutal for Mm -hmm. brutal sake or brutality sake
1: yeah they really have and then um the outsider cuts him in half
0: yep so that sucks
1: yep it sucks uh the only thing that really happens in the comic like the only reason that this comic really ties into the greater event is at the end of it the outsider decides he's going to join um cyborgs like ragtag group effort against like the amazons and the atlanteans because he knows that one of them was
0: conspiring against him he is a petty petty character and that's what he has going for him yep <laughs> But I don't want him to be petty because he's so shitty. (laughs) I mean, like he's not petty in a fun way. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I watch reality TV so much; it is. I do it. I love it. And those people, those people are petty. But at least, like by the time they're petty, you're kind of on their side because you've seen what's happened to them. (laughs) You're like, all right, well, I understand. Like I probably probably should, but I understand how we got here. And with the outsider, I don't necessarily care how he got there. He's just kind of an asshole. Yes. So. Like he,
1: he started bad. you know? Yeah. Like we don't, we, there is no point in time when we see something we can empathize with. Right. Yeah. Like it's, there is really like it's, he starts off with betraying people. He starts off with killing people's families. He starts off with just salting the land around him because he feels like it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. You know, it's, uh,
0: what a it delightful is addition.
1: What it is. Moving on to World of Flashpoint 1 and 2. Yes. This one was written by Rex Ogle. It was penciled by Eduardo Francisco and Paolo uh, Sikiri, Sikira, mm-hmm. by Edward, Eduardo Francisco and Roland Paris. Colors by Stephanie Renee. Letters by Travis Lanham. Assistant edited by Sean uh, Mackiewicz. Mm-hmm. Uh, edited by Pat McCollum. And I, okay, I mentioned earlier, I was angry at this one. Yes i wasn't angry because it was bad okay i was angry because they they told a story in three issues and we read the first two right mm-hmm. i think the story could have should have been longer i think if this story had if if this story had been like a proper like full out storyline then this would have been good
0: that's fair
1: and that's infuriating
0: yeah because they put so much money into making other things that you know don't have good follow through either but also don't have decent writing
1: yeah so in this one we follow tracy 13 who is um in the normal continuity she's uh one of the big magic users okay like in dc so um I've she references several storylines in the comic because, you know, the magic people are weird. And so they can see their alternate selves sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So like she references several different storylines she's in. And I've read, I think, two of them. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So like she's this very uh, she's this very like powerful magic user in like the DC universe. Right. Well, in this one, um, her family was living in Paris when the Atlanteans sunk it. And it killed her mom and her two brothers.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And she manages, she on instinct teleports out herself and her dad. But she can't do anything else because she's like, she's a child. She's a teenager. She's 15 in like, she's 15 in the book. And this happens like eight months before then. So she's probably like 14 when this happens. Yeah. So her dad has become obsessed with finding a way to stop like the war, which is understandable. Um, mm-hmm. he teams up with Hive, which is a, which you might remember from our Judas Contract episode.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. And Tracy, meanwhile, has devoted herself to studying magic, to getting better at magic because she was, she, she blames herself for what happened, mm-hmm. which, you know, is, it's awful. Like she blames herself and she feels like her dad blames her. I think. I think the dad does blame her. Really? Yeah. I don't think he does. Okay. Why about it. Yeah, I think I don't think he does because, like, I think I I think like the way he treats her, like he's very against magic, right? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want her to study it. He doesn't want her to engage with it. I think he. I don't think he blames her. I think he is obsessed with finding a way to control things. Okay. if That makes sense. Like yeah. it's, it's. He doesn't directly blame her for what happened to like her mom and her her brothers. He is more angry at things he can't control. And he can't control her magic, but that's different than him being angry at her. Okay.
0: That's a good take. I kind of took it like... Because uh, when they teleport, she teleports her dad and herself out, Yeah, he does have, like, he does, like, push her, like, you need to go back and get your your family, the rest of the family. Like, you have mm-hmm. to do that. And she's unable to because it's, it takes a lot of power to do that. Um, And then I guess for me, when I was reading it, I was thinking, like, oh, if she use like her failure of using magic in a way that like helped their family like how can you use magic now you're studying magic you're really good at magic but when we needed it you couldn't do it okay so why are you using it like why stop using it because I think to for me when I was reading it to him it's like a reminder of like what couldn't have been fixed in that moment, but I it probably does come from control because he is very controlling. Yes. <laughs> <Just> period. <laughs> like that is absolutely yes, true. Um, but I don't know. But yeah, that's how that's kind of how I saw it. Uh I do see what you're saying though. Okay. Okay. And she does take it like kind of far because she has like marks on her face. Yeah. From the strain. I, and it, so the
1: marks that she has on her face um are from her trying to raise the dead.
0: Yeah. So that's not good
1: yeah because she's she's again she's 15 years old she's thrown herself into learning magic because she she blames herself you know she blames herself and her lack of control and her lack of power at at the time and so she's trying to fix all of her problems with magic and then her dad is trying
0: to fix all of their problems with himself and it's not going well no neither of them but yeah (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe what I was like reading was that she was blaming herself and the dad is kind of an asshole. So I was like, oh, he must blame her too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's maybe, maybe. But anyway, her and her dad get into a fight. She's like, I'm out of here. She teleports to New York to visit Madame Xanadu,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who is kind of like a DC magical mainstay. Yeah. Like, she's just kind of, like, she, show, she pops up in, like, every magic person book in D.C.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: She's just <laughs> yeah. a popular character. Yeah, so she's, like, this fortune teller. She advises Tracy, like, the world is shit, but that's because no, like, people aren't willing to come together. Everybody's fighting, right? Mm-hmm. And so she directly references um, some of the ways that the timeline has changed. So in this reality, during, like, World War II, the Justice Society never came together. Okay. And then... And then, like 20 years ago, um, Clark Kent just, or Clark Kent, uh, Kal-El accidentally destroys Metropolis with his <laughs> rocket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, you have the current war between like the Atlanteans and the Amazons. Yes. So she's, she's, Madame Xanadu is using her magical powers to be like, there's all these opportunities when like we could have come together and created a better world. And it just didn't happen because everyone was too busy fighting. Yes. And she's like, you know, it's if the whole world is at war, you don't personally have to be at war. Go talk to your dad, kid.
0: Yes. Yeah. And we do see that um, Madame Xanadu does die. Because it's yeah. the end of her. Because what? Flashpoint, remember? Yeah. Everyone dies. Yeah. Thirteen goes back to go talk to her dad. And in trying to go talk to her dad, she sees his master plan.
1: <laughs> I I do. It's... <laughs> it's the it's in essence he forgets to log out of his computer it's
0: so funny it is so it's so funny yeah you're supposed to definitely log out of your computer especially if it's a shared computer uh, for security reasons right maybe your four, four 15 year old daughter won't see your evil plan to nuke and yeah. kill millions of people
1: yeah i oh man that was that was something that one thing that i really appreciated is they do have multiple characters that discuss yes like the the that discuss how awful this plan is yes like there's multiple characters but the one thing that bothered me is that when when tracy is making like her heartfelt appeal to her dad at no point does she mention like this is gonna kill 118 million people How many of those do you think actually are Amazons? Like realistically, they came from a tiny ass island. There is at most ten thousand of them.
0: Right, they're just very fierce. (laughs) We don't, yeah, like we don't stand a chance. But like you're killing people, Mm
1: -hmm. not just
0: Amazonians or Atlanteans. But they do have a vote, and we see a multitude of characters.
1: It's kind of like a who's who. So I want to talk about a couple of them. Yeah, because I got kind of excited. Go ahead so we see raza ghul yes in this as like with like a baby face yes would you like to know what that's in reference to
0: yes i okay. would so
1: in the 2008 storyline the resurrection of raza ghul raza ghul previously had died and then he but he secretly survived because of course he secretly survived everyone always secretly survives right yes but he was super duper injured. And like his body was in essence unrecoverable. And so he had a plan, like his backup plan is he was basically going to like body snatch somebody. And the person he was going to, like the person he wanted to body snatch was his own grandson, Damian Wayne Al Ghoul. <laughs> that is the story that really brought Damian into Bruce's custody permanently. So like Damian's introductory story was Batman and Son in 2006, but he went back with his mom at the end of it. That was the story that basically puts him in Gotham permanently definitely amazing but in this universe obviously damien doesn't exist and so i don't know who this person's body is but that's what the reference is is that his original original plan was he was going to body snatch his 10 year old grandson right and then he ended up like having to body snatch his like 40 year old son instead oh, i want to use <laughs> yeah so wh- whoever this kid is, he successfully body snatched them. We also have um Adeline Kane, who yes, is Deathstroke's wife. Yes. Her ex-wife. Yes, yes, yes. I love this woman. Mm-hmm. She is
0: so, she votes yes, but she's crying.
1: Yeah. That's that's those are the two I wanted to talk about. The, the other people exist in DC you're like whatever <laughs> those are the two i care about
0: <laughs> all right so there's a vote and then um 13 she had like made herself invisible so she was mm-hmm. uh, she like was listening into the voting yeah she interrupts the voting she's like no this is a really bad idea don't do it dad and he's like you're stupid i am gonna do it anyway and then she slaps yeah. her dad and i was like hell yeah <laughs> Like yeah. Anarchy, let's go. She's like your mom would be ashamed of you. Yeah, yeah. and I think that I—I I don't think she's wrong. No, it's—I killing 118 people is
1: beyond the pale. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's not—that's not a—that's not, not a plan good people go with. No, no. Like that's at that point, like the civilian casualty is too high. You know, you, you can't even say for greater good at that point. It is
0: such a large chunk of the population. Yes. So Tracy's like, I'm not going to let you do this. And she's super powerful.
1: Yep. She like magics everywhere. She fights a bunch of people. But her dad like tranks her.
0: Yes. And she has like 12, 12 hours, I think.
1: Yeah. So there's like 13 hours until whatever the nu- until like the, the nuke goes off yeah because he hit send and so that brings us to issue two aka her magical mystery tour of other characters that people wanted to know what, what they were doing during flashpoint <laughs> yes. yes i
0: was just like okay i know exactly what is happening in this mm-hmm. and, and it was this literally is... a check mark just okay yep. you guys asked about this one that's what they're doing this one is
1: <laughs> somebody got a bunch of emails
0: somebody did get a bunch of emails
1: so this is the point where, like, I'm really frustrated because this wasn't a bad story. I just think that, like, if she, if her, the point of her, ma- like, she thinks that she's going on this magical mystery tour to collect, like, a team. Yes. Which is fair. That's fair. Right? Like, the last thing Madame Xanadu does is talk to her about, like, the importance of community. Yeah. Right? But she's not meant to be, like, finding a team. She's meant to be learning something from everybody that she teleports to right this story would have worked a lot better if instead of everyone having one page it had been like
0: one or two of them per comic yeah because it is it's 22 pages and it's Mm -hmm. like one basically like a character for like i don't know like 11 of those pages to 15 of them grog gets the most well i guess it's kind of two pages but it would be like one spread yeah. But yeah, it does get really rushed because it's just a checkmark list of like, okay, this is what's happening here. This is what's happening there. That's what's ha- We don't really care, but you guys care. So we're writing it into the fucking book. Yeah. And be happy we fucking wrote into the book. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty, like
1: it just, I just think it would have worked. It would have, this could have been a good story. This could have been a good story in a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. But they abbreviated it because yeah. that was their standard yes and so you know, they made
0: it a, a small pile of shit next to it
1: yeah because like if this had, if this had been
0: her like having little
1: mini stories with each of these
0: characters then like a five issue probably would have been better because yeah. then it like two of those two three of those would be like two heroes that she goes and visits and like learns something from them even mm-hmm. if they they're all telling her no at least she learns like what how they were coping or like what like how to move forward with the plan or whatever
1: yeah but yeah (laughs) anyway she wakes up from the sedation her dad's like it's it's unstoppable like you know this is this needs to happen they deserve to die yeah right she teleports out she goes to madam xanadu who is dying in like a pool of her own
0: blood that she's crying (laughs) yes that looks metal as fuck so yeah that's it she has because she wears like uh you, if you're not familiar with the character she she's wears got a, blindfold. a blindfold like a cloth and then her eye it's just like she's crying blood. yeah that's it that just i was like whoa
1: it, i mean madam xanadu looks gorgeous like she she's does. this elderly woman she's grayed beautifully yes she's got like this wonderful red dress because age is just a number she wears what she wants she dresses for herself i yes. appreciate it yes and like here she is like she's she's crying blood and she is dying actively yeah and so her with her dying words she basically imparts like i'm going to give you my last bit of wisdom take my cards they're going to lead you where you need to go in order to save the world yeah right and so she takes the tarot cards and they in essence tell her where to teleport yes so the first place that she goes is japan and or is tokyo japan and japan is being Protected by the red
0: tornadoes, they kind of look like the Titans from Attack on Titan. Oh, but a little.
1: They they also look like Vision.
0: They do look like Vision. So like one of them looks a lot like Vision, but one there's like a a panel where it's just like a group of them, and they mm-hmm. they look like Vision, but because they're red and have like a white streak, it kind of looks like like the the character design of Attack on Titan. I was like, wait a second, that can't be. <laughs> oh no oh no 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 and it's the tornado part also kind of looks like fleshy as well so
1: it does it does look sinuous so but she pops up and she's having a conversation with one of them that is in the lab and he cannot leave the lab because he's not finished because the his creator has died yeah his creator died without finishing him and he's not allowed to leave the lab and help save the world until after he's completed right and it's I will say that, like, it's very Little Prince. Have you ever read The Little Prince? No. (gasps) It's my favorite book. It's one of my favorite books. It's a a French... It's a book that was written by, like, a French pilot during World War II. Oh. And it's a children's book. And it's the story of this, like, this little prince who lives on, like, a very small island by himself. Or not island. A very small planet by himself who travels the cosmos trying to find meaning, right? And so he ends up like crashing on earth or he ends up on earth and he meets a pilot who is crashed in the, in like the Sahara desert the pilot's the person telling the story of like the little prince, but the little prince before he gets to earth stops at a bunch of other sort of micro planets that each mm-hmm. have one single inhabitant who is like an adult, but they're different archetypes of adults. So there's like the banker who is obsessed with counting the stars.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's the king who he is obsessed with controlling the cosmos. So he thinks that like he orders the sun to set and the sun to rise, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's the drunk, there's like, there's the drunk who, is completely inactive like he can't do anything he is aware of his own tragedy but he can do nothing to change it
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um there's the lamplighter who he is he has a job to do and he's going to do it but because he's on such a small planet um the planet has started to rotate faster and faster and faster to where it is the sun rises and the sun sets within a minute so he's constantly working he can never stop
0: oh gosh Yeah, it's
1: a beautiful book. I highly recommend it. There's also a Netflix movie that's not a bad, it's not a terrible adaptation. Yeah. Highly recommend. Nice. So, but that's kind of what the story is, is she meets all of these um, would-be heroes who are being prevented from helping her save the world by something. And Mm -hmm. she's supposed to learn something from all of them.
0: Yeah. So
1: we've got the Red Tornado who... Is willing to help has the power to help, but he is stopped by his own limitations because he cannot leave until he is finished. And then yeah. she teleports to Brazil, which we have not talked about this, but Brazil is Nazi
0: occupied. <laughs> yeah, that was like Flashpoint hasn't talked about this, right? I it's they haven't. It's they, just we've it, seen it on the map. That's it. Ah, uh, yeah. So th- she
1: meets Nat Iron. Natasha Irons. Yeah who is um steel steel's niece steel is the black superman okay so he uh when superman dies there's like four would-be supermen that get created to replace him steel
0: uh is an african-american man that wears like a metal suit okay cool so that irons is there and she's like yeah so a bunch of nazis came to like south america to to brazil and Mm -hmm. now we're fighting them so i cannot go help you
1: yeah, she is so involved with the war that she's fighting. She is unable and unwilling to see the bigger picture of the entire world being at stake. Yes, like that's that's the that's the
0: lesson that we're meant to impart with her. Yes, and then she goes to Africa. Yep,
1: she goes to grad-controlled uh,
0: Africa, where
1: um, she sees a, a pile of bodies. She sees a pile of bodies, and she finds a group of survivors, like surviving humans. She's trying to help them before, like, the gorillas murder them all, but she gets caught. And that's where we find... Changeling. The Beast Boy. Uh. (laughs) Oh, Changeling. Who, in this timeline, he never gets found by Dr. Calder. Mm -hmm. So, like, Beast Boy's origin story is that his parents were researchers in Africa. He gets bit by a rare green monkey, and that's what gives him, like, the animal powers. Yes. But then his parents die in a waterfall. And he, in essence, I believe like he, Dr. Calder finds him and brings him home. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's like the Doom Patrol. Mm -hmm. In this one, he was in essence, like after his parents
0: died, he just grew up as like a feral child. He looks like evil Donnie from the Elijah, the Thornberries. Yes! It's (laughs) like evil him with abs and green. (laughs)
1: Yes. So we find out what happens to Beast Boy. Um, He's like the gorilla's pet. Yeah. Because he's strong. But they do not treat him kindly. No. So he's given the order to, to tear apart, to tear uh, Tracy apart. And he instead turns on like the gorillas. And he's like, he, he is incapable of speech because again, he's a feral child. Mm-hmm. And she's just basically like, um, well, thank you for saving us. I'm going to go why don't you stick around
0: with these people help them out (laughs) they need need you more than i need i need you i can't and she leaves Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's like i guess i'd do the same (laughs) i can't teach you speech dude like
1: she's like this is above my pay grade i can't
0: this is gonna take longer i don't i have 12 hours (laughs) right i'm desperate i'm
1: not that desperate right (laughs) so then she goes to australia which according to Flashpoint, nothing's been happening in Australia. It's yeah. literally, they've just been vibing this entire time. They're down under.
0: And nobody cares. <laughs> right. About a very big continent.
1: Yep. And there she meets Guy Gardner. Yes. Who has discovered Buddhism and created a bar to devote his life to like giving people a place to just
0: rest. This is what happens when you fail like your therapy school. <laughs> And you want to help, but you kind of can't. You open up a little bar because his rules are like, no one can fight in this bar because, like, they're out. Well, because everyone else is at war, I guess Australia isn't, but yeah, he's like, no fighting in a conflict free zone because <laughs> he's a Buddhist who serves drinks. Um,
1: hmm. uh, I think mean, there's okay, so like, there's different sects of Buddhism. There's okay. somewhere like drinking is fine, there's somewhere, um, like the monks can get married and have families. Like, there's so many different sects of Buddhism that, like, you can find one that that will allow a lot of different things okay thank you for the
0: clarification because i don't know that much about it uh yeah so he's like yeah so i have a job to do here so yeah he's um
1: he's basically like i'm not i can't join you like i can't join you because like i'm not a fighter anymore like that isn't Mm -hmm. my life anymore i'm i have devoted myself into creating a safe haven for everybody
0: yeah in australia in
1: australia so Which she's has very like, little fighting in terms of the Flashpoint universe.
0: Yeah. So he's he's vibing. He's not doing anything. Yep. Uh and then she leaves again. She, she who, 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 teleports to Antarctica. Antarctica. Dun, 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 Where she dun, dun, meets dun, dun. Cersei. Or Circe. I'm gonna say Cersei. Cersei, yeah. That's how it that's how I read it. Yeah.
1: Uh Cersei, the Amazonian or like the Greek enchantress. Um, she was like she's kind of an Amazonian. In terms of like that those were her people. Yes. Uh, Within this timeline, uh, she figured out the plot to disrupt like the wedding. And she tried to warn and she tried to warn people, but she instead got locked up in Antarctica.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like she would have hypothermia (laughs) in her. I mean, she's a magic person. so. Uh, Okay, I'll give it to her. Yeah. She looks
1: cool. She does look cool. She does look cool. But basically her entire thing like the reason she won't help is this thing happened to her right and it wasn't like diana that locked her up it wasn't like the quote-unquote good amazons like because there's in this book it makes it very clear there are no good amazons right everyone It, it wasn't her side that did this to her but nobody looked for her like it's it's the fact that she in essence disappears and none of her people could be bothered to be like hey I haven't seen Cersei in a bit. You think she's good? Maybe we should swing by her apartment.
0: A petty queen, because she's. Yes. Says, I look forward to watching them pending war, destroying them all. <laughs> like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. And so, like, hers is a lesson, I think, of apathy. Uh huh. Because she also. Um, like when Tracy complains to her like nobody wants to help, what is wrong with everybody? She's like, everybody is just very wrapped up in their own perspectives. You know, they want to do what they think is right and how and they want to shape the world the way they think it needs to be shaped. Which Yeah, I roll. It's a huge eye roll. Huge <laughs> eye roll. It's
0: such a pretentious page. Like for like I read it and I was like, okay, whatever. Like the writers are trying to say something and they're using this character to say it. And it's very like The writer was going through something, I think. (laughs) And it came through the character because it's very...
1: um... It's it's very much along the same veins of, if you
0: kill a murderer,
1: then the number of murderers in the world stays the same. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard
0: that. (laughs) Oh that was amazing but she says like uh, it's just very like i just discovered philosophy (laughs) i'm gonna say things that sound edgy and cool right and she's just gonna have to deal with it and the right and the readers do too because they're reading this fucking book (laughs) It does uh. it really
1: does that, that is kind of the vein because it's the point that she's trying to make is that everybody is acting is like trying to shape the world for their own end so they're all equal and it's like and, and there's like a big picture of all of the quote unquote heroes right so you've got like arthur and diana you've got barry you've got thomas wayne you've got grifter and you've got cyborg and i just want to point out they are not the same Like, two of those people have committed acts of genocide.
0: Thank you. It's like, wait a second. Hold up. Like, I've been reading the damn event. Have you? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because it's not the same. And 13's like, I don't get it. Like, I'm trying to save people. And like, nobody seems to care. And Cersei, really, the writer, is like, you don't get what. Ego's a funny thing that way. No one cares about anything more than what benefits or hurts them. Who broke up with you? (laughs) Right. this to you.
1: yeah it's, it's like two of these people have committed acts of genocide one of these people is the goddamn hero of detroit
0: the other one sh- got, is trying to save things like yeah. you don't think the flash would like to stay with his mother like, like his mom died in the actual realities from yep Bro, you missed the assignment. Oh my god, I was just like, <laughs> this is so stupid. I sc- I texted Rand. Ran. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. What?
1: they thought they were doing something. They
0: thought they were reaching some deeper point about like war. They did it. It failed completely because you can't have those conversations on one page. You can't. No. You. I refuse to believe that you can like dilute the. The argument to a single page. And then just like, it's such a fucking like ego boost to be like, oh, well, you know what the fucking readers can't do? Argue with me. So I'm going to tell them exactly how I feel. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> this girl's trying to save the world. What the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, I'm off my high horse. Yeah. The next page is We're back in Gotham.
1: We meet one of the Bat Boys, Jason Todd. Yes. <laughs> i i will say i will say that like there is no way that raza Gould can be inhabiting damien's body but it does look like damien's body yeah so we've seen damien we've seen um dick we've got jason yes you know we need barbara we need uh tim we need stephen cass yeah those are the ones that are missing yep so we've seen kate kane die though so.
0: mm-hmm. but yeah he's a priest yep and he's being priestly
1: in, in this world, like, he was a street kid. He grew up to um, have, like, a lot of problems. He dies. He gets resurrected because he dies, like, in service to Jason Blood, which you might also remember from our Juice Contract episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so he gets, like, resurrected, and he, he uses that as an opportunity to, like, ch- turn his life around. He becomes a Catholic priest doing his best in Gotham. mm mm-hmm. I'm not entirely upset with it.
0: No, this one was kind of funny. They're just like, here's the other character you care about. (laughs) He's not an ass.
1: Yeah, and the whole wisdom he imparts upon her is that, is basically, because, like, she's upset. She's crying blood because she's been using, like, an immense amount of magical power. She's frustrated. She's distraught. Like, no one is helping her. She is no closer to saving the world than she was, like, three hours ago, right? And he's basically, like, maybe... You know, God works in mysterious ways, but mm-hmm. also maybe you weren't supposed to be recruiting people. Maybe mm-hmm. you were supposed to be learning from them. Mm-hmm. And they have like this whole talk. He has argue. He has like the largest section mm-hmm. where they talk about how, um, like, about how how bad things happen, and it's not necessarily that they're supposed to happen, but sometimes because they happened, you know, you can make something good out of it. Right. Right. And he like uses his own life story as like an allegory for that of like all of this really shitty stuff happened and I did a bunch of shitty stuff and shitty stuff happened to me. And then now I am here to have this conversation with you,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, and this revitalizes her enough that she is ready to go home and fight her dad.
0: Yes. And her dad. Has magical powers, question mark? Her dad's apparently a warlock. (laughs) Whoa, she had to get it from somewhere. Oh, she Uh, got it from her mom. Her mom was a witch. Oh, and her daddy is a warlock from what we see.
1: (laughs) And that's where it ends. We'll pick it back up when we get to part three.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it has potential. It just... That one part, I don't know, I have a hard time with comic books here. well, not just comic books, Yeah, that's about fair. certain things, especially when it's not deserved. Like you haven't <laughs> done any of the work to talk to us like this. But okay, you got to write on this and you had a you had an opportunity to say something and you said it. I'm just not gonna accept it. And that
1: brings us to Flashpoint Hal Jordan number three.
0: Yes. <sighs> the creatives. I read this book.
1: Um before we get into that, uh, I, I'm gonna okay. show you an anecdote. So somebody someone who read comic reads comic books, like I know my pace, right? Yeah. Like on average, it takes me between like 25 to 30 minutes for most, uh, more time if like if it's a book that I'm unfamiliar with or there's a lot for me to chew on or it's like very visually rich, mm-hmm. a little bit less time if I understand what's happening or it's like a little bit of a simpler story, mm-hmm. right? So on average, it takes me about 25 to 30 minutes, um, 20 minutes maybe if it's like an easy book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I read this one in five minutes
0: yes that's a criticism yes i don't know how this got published i don't know what their time crunch to write it and produce and like edit and ink and draw and all that i don't know what it must have it had to be something in production because yeah miranda same i read it and i was like i don't know if i have forgotten how to read (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're just like just going past words, going past words. Picture picture picture, picture picture, picture picture, 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 Literally, if you don't read anything and just go through, you understand what happens. Yeah, that's true. Um, but even like when there is words, it's all dialogue. Most of the time comics is dialogue, right? But the bubbles are so little on this one. It's like single word answers. Yep. I don't know. And then there's a bunch of two page spreads
1: because it's a it's a big action. Yeah so i the only way i can describe this is they with this comic book they thought they were like writing the flashpoint pearl harbor
0: oh yeah honestly yes because it is like an aviator story because it's hal yeah and it's a act of war mm-hmm. and there's tragedy dot yep. dot dot
1: like that's what they thought that they were doing with this the
0: mark yeah
1: so the creatives <laughs> Uh, writer adam schlagman artist cliff richard colors were by alan uh pasalacqua who if you remember i think also uh did the colors for i want to say the jessica drew book that we read okay so i I might be wrong but it's i recognize alan pasalacqua i recognize the name nice um letters by or not jessica
0: drew uh jessica jones it might be Jessica. anything anymore
1: This book is destroying.
0: It is a a slow decay of the brain.
1: Letters by Wes Abbott. The assistant editor was Darren Shan, and the editor was Brian Cunningham. Yep. And last issue. Um. Whoa. So if you (laughs) don't remember from issues one and two, Hal Jordan never becomes the Green Lantern because Abin Sur, the Green Lantern that like gives him his ring, never dies. Instead, Abin Sur is a hero on, has become a hero on Earth, and Hal Jordan is kind of like his liaison. Yes. Like, Abin thinks that they're friends, and Hal Jordan is like, what a prick. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: a hater. He is a but hater. But yes. <laughs> that is the attitude.
1: Yep. So in issues one and two, we establish who Hal Jordan is in this universe. We establish that he's working with Abin and, and that he is, um, that Carol Air or Ferris heir has been basically requisitioned by the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. And so he has become a pilot for the u.s military through that commits like acts of great bravery and also government destruction and this makes him a hero in the eyes of the public with steve trevor dead they need a face they need basically some someone to be like the american gi hero for the people in the war effort they land on hal jordan and they offer him the opportunity to be the pilot that nukes uh, new themisera aka Great Britain yes and that's where this opens up mm-hmm. with them leaving on that mission yep so he's got the warhead there's a group of like 12 other pilots with him that are like the distraction right yes Carol is one of them yes because <laughs> Carol has had enough of his bullshit mm-hmm. she's like whatever I'm going also so they fly they get to new themisera um they are attacked of course by giganta
0: and a bunch of
1: other wonder woman villains what the fuck right i swear i swear like this i saw the Silver swan in there somewhere
0: that's the one with the i feel like you're right
1: i think it is i think it is don't quote me on it so uh
0: i don't know some lady with wings
1: yeah i think that's her but Anyway, it's they're fighting to protect New Themyscira. Um, a bunch of a bunch of the planes go down. Um, Hal Jordan's gets what is it like electrified, magicified? I don't know. The controls don't work anymore. The controls yes. don't work so good, and so he makes the decision to basically dive bomb um, the the magical barrier that New Themyscira has around to protect itself with the nuke. Right, dive bomb yes. it with the nuke. Um, carol ejects he doesn't dies tragically right yes and this the bomb manages to destroy the magical shield setting up that like the amazons are now vulnerable yes uh which you know ties in with the theme of everybody like getting ready to fight the amazons yeah it's starting
0: they're revving up for it right
1: yeah we're revving up and then it try it die, and then the story ends tragically with Carol finding the ring he was gonna propose to her
0: with. And uh, uh. it, it is. <laughs> they thought they were doing something. I don't. I. Don't, I just. I don't. I don't care. I just. I don't. It's like okay, yeah. I. How's a fucking asshole? <laughs> yes. Like if you wanted to marry this woman.
1: Have a fucking conversation like you, an adult.
0: That part too. <laughs> don't take on this fucking like hero mission and like kill yourself. Don't do that. Cause they could have avoided, they could have like. Well,
1: he couldn't eject. So no, he that's why they didn't eject. Yeah, he couldn't eject because his, he couldn't control the plane. Like the, I just... the control panel got all fucked up.
0: No, you're right. They couldn't eject. I wish, I guess, <sighs> I have a hard time with comic things. So maybe it's not hell, but I think it's just like comics when they're just like. And they could have been something amazing. Yeah. But the character kind of chooses against it.
1: I, if you're not going to show me what they could be, then I'm not really that interested in what they could have been.
0: Yeah. Cause it, to me, it's just like, you're being kind of a dick, dude. Like, you didn't talk to her about this. Cause if you would have had a conversation, I'm sure she would have been like, yes, I do want to be your wife. Yeah. And then that would have like changed your choices, maybe, or it's your approach, possibly. The,
1: so, if we had read all three of these issues all together, I would say that like there's different writers have different goals, right? There's some writers like the Creature Commandos who are just like, fuck it. I'm going to tell whatever story I want to tell.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> you have some creators who they want to, they want to be very involved with the Flashpoint events. Yeah. um, You have some creators who they want to like imbibe some deeper like message, right? That's what we saw in the world of Flashpoint. Yeah. And then you have the ones that are like, I'm going to tell, like, the emotional climax of this event. I'm going to make you cry. And that's what this one was. Like, Uh if you took all three pieces together, it's the story of Hal Jordan, who is a complicated guy. And no, he's just an asshole. He's, He's the guy that he consistently makes bad choices, and then he does something really good. And because he's dead, you can't be upset at all the shit he did
0: right yeah he is kind of like like i he's a hater like the entire (laughs) the his entire run like he just didn't he was just being fucking whack like he was being a hater and then he dies and that sucks for carol because like she was in love with him that totally yeah that sucks dude and it's war and you don't really have choice in war and stuff well
1: it sucks for her on multiple levels with because he didn't have this conversation with her she never gets to actually say her piece yeah she doesn't get to accept like either accept his proposal or turn him down instead she has to constantly live with the fact that he died Mm -hmm. like she has to live with that burden of he is dead and she didn't get to say one way or the other and then she gets to feel guilty whenever she's upset about it because he's a goddamn war hero Uh uh-huh like it's it's he fucks her over man yeah because like she doesn't get to make a choice and she doesn't get to be upset with him
0: right right yes Thank you for you know putting that into words. Cause I was like some I couldn't figure out like I was like I, I'm more mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm more like, dude, what? But you know they did it and they thought they were doing something and it kind of fell flat for me. Yep. And most people, I think, but <sighs> but yeah, that's what we read this
1: week. Um, so Elaita, would you recommend any of these?
0: Yes, I would recommend the Frankenstein ones. I kind of do recommend the the witchy one the world World of flashpoint because she's a cool character yeah um yeah that's it
1: i feel the same i feel the same i think the creature can like frankenstein and the creatures uh it's fun it's shenanigans and the characters aren't aren't entirely hateful
0: no they're like the i feel like they're the only ones that we've read so far that are like a team like they yeah. care about each well, that's not fair because the flying graces they care about each other too they survive i guess is what i'm trying to say like
1: i i would have read a bunch of books with like the flying graces and like Haley circus just being like this weird ragtag family yeah that would yeah. be great we did not get that no uh this we did kind of get that with the creature commandos
0: right and i'm not gonna lie like reading this makes me want to read more of them which we will do eventually uh but it's because it was in this so i I guess shout out to the flashpoint for having them have to be in this (laughs) i'll give them that forcing Uh,
1: these characters to appear in this awful series
0: yes but yeah miranda would you recommend
1: I would recommend the um, Frankenstein and the Creatures. I would actually recommend like World of Flashpoint. I wish it had been um, elongated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I wish that it had been drawn out into like five or six issues instead of three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think like uh, then it would have been a very strong story. Uh, we haven't read the conclusion to it yet, but I'm just going to go ahead and say like then it would have been a much stronger story. Yeah. And then it also wouldn't necessarily have been tied to this event. Yes. <laughs> Right. Like it is tied to this event, and that's not to its detriment, but there are ways that it in essence could be adapted very easily to just be a normal comic book. Yes, I agree. Um, you don't need to read The Outsider and you don't need to read Hell Jordan.
0: Yeah, period. Yeah. Uh yeah. So what are we reading next week? Feel free to (gasps) read it with us or just listen to us cover it. So we are doing next
1: week, we are taking a break
0: we are a flash discuss,
1: <laughs> to discuss the
0: history of the san diego comic-con yeah so excited that one's gonna be fun yeah uh yeah so take a break don't you know you don't have to read the how jordan's for a while uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and join us in learning about the comic con history i'm excited um uh, miranda's taking kind of the lead on this one so i'm excited to see what comes out of it uh, it's the story of nerds Ah, yes. The story of this podcast. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. So come back next week to hear about that. Miranda, where can the people find you?
1: Well, if you'd like to reach out to me directly, I am Dino Mighty Miranda on TikTok. I repeat, Dino is a dinosaur. uh, Mighty is a Mighty Mouse. Miranda, that's my name. Don't wear it out. I'm your friendly neighborhood amateur Batman historian. I go live on TikTok twice a week on Thursdays and Saturdays at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can go ahead and catch me there. If you'd like to reach out to us as a group, you can feel free to send us an email at thesidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat, thesidekicks, capital T-H-E, capital S-E-I-D, capital K-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. Send us an email if you have a recommendation. If you have a criticism if you work in the industry and would like to talk to us we would love to talk to you you can also leave us a five-star review on itunes if you leave us a five-star review we will read it on air if you leave us a funny review we will read it
0: in a funny voice
1: elena where can the people find you
0: you can find me on tiktok and instagram as Orchata chica i draw and i lift so if you want to keep up with that find me there
1: Woo! uh and finally, I would like a little reminder that every single week we are going to be posting an in memoriam for all of the characters that die in the background. If you <laughs> printed off a bingo sheet and filled it out, uh, go ahead and mark off anybody that died this week. And if you get a bingo, send us a picture of it. We'll shout you out on air.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: We don't have an ultra song so well i come up with a jingle this series has been going on too long and we're just seeing everybody die awful deaths that's all the that flashpoint did it took your favorite characters and murdered them dead and we are continuing for tomorrow because this series is 65 comedy. i
0: love it the drama <laughs>